Hey everybody, welcome back to the Brews and Belters podcast where we talk all things soccer while sipping on some local brews. I am Keegan. Tonight I am drinking uh, Youngblood Beer Company's Werewolves Not Swearwolves. Double New England IPA out of Madison, Wisconsin. Ooh, double? Center, yep. Uh, it's good. I, I like it a lot. I love New England IPAs. Um 8.5%, I believe I mentioned. I don't know, maybe maybe the 8.5% is already getting to me. But, um, yeah, I, I like it a lot. I'd give it probably like a three and a half, maybe four what? out of five. Why the title? Any reason? Um, no, there's actually palm trees on the uh, on the can, so I'm, I'm really not sure. Um, yeah. Let me see. I'm reading the can here. No, I All right, so it. so let, let's see here. This can holds a plea for manners. 2014's mockumentary, What We Do in the Shadows, follows three vampires living together in a Oh, dude, that's uh uh what's his name? Who did uh Jojo Rabbit? Uh you know what I'm talking about? He also I do did, know what you're uh, talking about. Yeah, he's uh from uh New Zealand. Um Shit, I can't remember his I, name. I won't think of the name, yeah. I guarantee yeah. that. But uh, uh a Go small sub character group of werewolves also appear and are led by Reese Darby's character, Anton. Despite being werewolves, Anton is quick to remind his crew to mind their manners and leave the colorful language to the vampires. This foggy double IPA is chock full of notes of boxed white wine Saturday nights, no ice cube needed while giving away to the tannic notes of citrus peel before exploding into the herbaceous candied notes present in cashmere. Sounds like a really good beer. Sounds like one. So there's you know? the story. Yeah, it is good. Uh, I, uh, I like it a lot. Taika Watiti is who we're thinking of. Taika Watiti, okay. Taika yeah. Watiti, yep. That's who uh, I think he wrote, directed, and produced uh, In the Shadows or whatever on FX. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, tonight, Keeks, thank you for the introduction. I really appreciate that. Hey, with me uh, is Toby Hinefeld. <laughs> Tobes, how you doing? What you sipping on tonight? Hey, good to see you, Keeks. Thank you all, the listeners. Um, Paulo, Ed, thank you, boys, for being on the pod the last couple weeks. Uh, our other main listener, my boy Joe, uh, gave me a six-pack of uh, Nuglaris from Wisconsin, uh, Road Slush Stout. I will go as far as to say I think this is the first dark beer I've had on the podcast. Uh, we're what season three, episode thirty, I don't know, episode 31. something, thirty one. Yeah, three, so we're 31. we're ninety ninety four episodes into the into the pod, and uh, Road Slush Road Slush Stout is the first one I've had uh, as a dark one. I don't even see an ABB on here, but uh oh. Yeah, super, That's super good. Uh, I don't like, I'm not a big stout, don't like porters, none mm-hmm. of it. Uh, but it's it's really drinkable. Um, the only stout I truly will drink is just a Guinness, just because I'm a man at heart. <laughs> um, but this beer is pretty good. Uh, it's a little bit more bitter tasting, a little bit more uh, flavorful than a stout. But yeah, super good. Okay. Uh, Road Slush, don't know if it's a seasonal or all the time thing for Nuclars. But. I think that might be seasonal because I rarely ever see that. Um, but I, I could be wrong. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get right into it, Keeks. What do we got going on tonight, bro? Let's get right into it, Toby. Um, yeah, we've got Champions League. We've got a quick Premier League recap, including the match today between Manchester City and Arsenal. 
arguably the biggest match of the season so far. Um, and that's really pretty much it. We'll give a quick preview into uh, the Europa matches uh, coming up tomorrow. And uh, and then we'll wrap things up. But, I mean, I don't know where you want to start with the Champions League. Yesterday we had Bayern versus PSG as well as AC Milan versus Tottenham. Do you want to start with your Spurs here? Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. Um, rip the bandaid off. Yeah, go ahead and let's rip it off. Uh, yeah. 1-0 loss after a what? I don't even remember what they got beat down in, on over the weekend against Leicester. Was it 4-1? They were up 1 0. 4 1. Yeah. yeah. I, I've been forgetting recently. Um, I don't know, Keeks. Like back to back losses, dirty losses, uh, bad injuries. We we beat City and we instantly have a torn ACL with Rodrigo Bentecourt, arguably our best player of the season. Uh, we have a torn something. We don't, I don't know for sure, uh, with Hugo Lloris, our goalie. Uh, so our goalkeeper's out, our midfielder's out. Um, we have a uh, Hoybier, Pierre-Emilie Hoybier is uh, out for a suspension through the Champions League. So we're going to this game, not looking too hot in the midfield, not looking good in the goal. Um, yeah, uh, so that was our glaring weakness going into this game, and... It's exactly how you would expect Tottenham to play. Like you, their defense was decent, but wasn't great. Um, the midfield actually looked great. Sar was, in my opinion, the best player on the pitch, and he was filling in for Bentancor. I don't remember his exact age. I want to say he's twenty. He's nineteen or twenty. He's a young dude uh, from Senegal, if I remember right. And he is, I mean, he looked like the future of Tottenham. Like he bossed the midfield. He was everywhere. He was box to box. Uh, he was the only creative person. And then there was at times where he had the ball and he was just barking at the players to move. And they weren't, he, he was even barking at Kane, like get open. Like if, if he had the ball in the middle of the pitch and he's pushing forward, most guys for Tottenham recently, over the last two years, I would say, they get the ball around midfield, give or take 10 to 15 yards. They're usually looking to pass backwards. They're not looking yeah. to break yeah. the line. And this dude was looking to break a line, and he was barking at the guys, Kulisevsky, Son, Kane. None of them were working for him as much as I would have hoped. Uh, what did mm -hmm. you think about the midfield uh, between him and then all, also Oliver Skip, who is – kind of been a standout the last two years for Tottenham after his uh, loan spell at Norwich. And I thought he looked really good as well. Yeah, I thought Sar looked good. I think that's something that we've talked about on the podcast quite a bit is just you guys ever since, really ever since Erickson left, you guys have needed that midfielder whose head is on a swivel. We talked about it a lot last week with Paolo being on. Just a guy who is pushing players forward where Harry Kane doesn't have to drop back into his own third and receive the ball and create from there. And so maybe that just takes some adjusting for Kane, just being so used to dropping back and playing as a 10 where, where maybe he's not used to that, but still, like you said, it, it is, I mean, one Oh loss you're at San Siro. So you can take that. Um, 
I guess. I mean, I, I think that you can take, I think that's a, a reasonable uh, uh, it result. Is, it is, but Keeks, they've been, I mean, this they've is been arguably, bad. They've been bad lately. This is arguably the tale of two trash cans. Like, both these teams are not good. Like, besides maybe today's performance of Bruges and Benfica, both Tottenham and AC Milan are not deserving of where they're at qualification-wise, in my opinion. Yeah. AC Milan, I mean, we've talked about both of these teams a lot in past weeks. AC Milan is a team that last year kind of overachieved, and and we're starting to realize that maybe they weren't quite as good as we thought they were last year with a lot of injuries. And, you know, Serie A, Inter had some injuries, lost Lukaku, who was a huge part of their Shudetto run. Um, so, I mean, I, I do think that that plays into it. I, so, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but I, I just think going to San Siro, and I don't know. I, I don't know that I expected Tottenham to win this, uh, in the, it, which is the crazy thing about Tottenham and, and why I understand like your frustration with them. It's like you beat City, you get piss-pounded by Leicester, who's been brutal this season. And then you come in and you're just kind of uninspired against AC Milan. But obviously there are a lot of moving parts too. Your standard, your two pillars of your midfield right now, Hoybeer and Bentoncourt, who I think Bentoncourt is truly a, a pillar of your midfield. I think Hoybeer is a uh, guy who yeah, plays a role, but you know, th there's room for improvement there. And I think Saar is an improvement, um, but I think he's more similar to Bentoncourt. But either way, I, that's a lot to deal with, you know, going to San Siro and playing against AC Milan there in a Champions League round of 16 yeah. match where AC Milan has kind of been starved with with European, you know, Champions League football yeah. um, compared to what, you know, we saw in the early 2000s. So I, I think that that plays a factor for sure. Uh, with that, I mean, obviously a lack of, of drive going forward. Uh, Tottenham ended up having i think like 53 or 54 percent of possession but just not super useful with it no that's what so i th i thought they actually played a pretty good game like i was telling you uh through messaging uh if you could just blur out the left side of the screen like their defense and goaling they were okay and honestly their goalie uh fraser foster like he he didn't play bad like that he had a a class I mean, save in my opinion and that was yeah. just a, the, the it was like a a missile rocket of a 5 foot 4 italian you know flying over the top of him like that dude would have been kicked in the face and still scored that goal in my opinion yeah yeah pretty, pretty i mean good he, goal. he had a double save which was phenomenal and then yeah. you know it's it's just one of those weird situations where the ball is basically right above him as he's recovering from making the second save yeah defenders that's an uncomfortable situation for defenders where you're kind of hesitating waiting to see if the if the keeper is going to get back up or not but brahim diaz didn't hesitate at all and and he just dove in and yeah and tapped it in with his head so i mean that's a tough situation but i thought forster did really as well as you could do in that situation yeah I just don't, I don't, I mean, besides, besides maybe one guy, uh, Cuddy Romero, who is like one dirty tackle away from being thrown out of a game, every game he plays in, 
uh, all the other three guys at the back, like I just don't trust any of them and nor should I, because over the last three to four years, these have been the guys that I've been like, we need to get a better upgrade for them. Eric Dyer is not a starting player in the prim in the prem, definitely not in the champions league. Like he's not, and neither is Ben Davies, neither is whoever the Spanish dude is that's playing on the left side, uh, long Lately. leg. Yeah, N- none of them are. Like they're all backups. Yeah, okay, and it, it, it feels like they know that as well. Like it, it, they feel shaky. They feel like they're not super confident. Yeah. and yeah. that's that's upsetting. And then you have dudes like uh, Pedro Porro coming in, and I mean he's getting roasted against Leicester with Harvey, uh, with Barnes and uh, Madison, and uh, anyone that plays ultimate team like you know they're only like 80 82s on that like they should not be roasting you (laughs) and they are and they absolutely are and uh for that to happen he didn't even play at all in this entire game and they went with uh royale who actually has been looking pretty good in my opinion like dude he's one of our better players on the team the last two or three weeks and that's upsetting to me that that's happening and uh Milan just, they just masterclass. Like, they were both bad teams. Like, both of them had glaring weaknesses at both yeah. sides. And uh, Milan had a couple things going for him. So, like, in uh, 1v1, like, uh, 50-50 balls, they would go pretty much 2v1. So, like, one guy would pretty much go up, but he wouldn't, like – actually go up to get the ball, but he was more or less going up just to uh, force Tottenham con- into a, yeah, a, contest a difficult it. situation. And yeah. there was another guy right there, whereas Tottenham never had another guy right there. And so Milan was getting those 50-50s all the time, making it like a 75-25 ball. Yeah. And they did that nonstop to Tottenham, and Tottenham was always 2v1 all the time. And so that's, I mean, that's coaching right there, like yeah, on 50-50s. That's my thing with Tottenham, and it goes back to our discussion last week with Paulo, where she's I mean, like, that's... Conte's going to play his his style, his his 3-4-2-1. Which his style wins at AC Milan when he's playing as an Inter Milan manager. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, but But, but keep this going, isn't, sorry. This isn't that, and like... I just feel like you guys are so spread out in the midfield and you're so like, if you have one or two world-class midfielders, you can do that, but you guys just don't have that right now, especially with Bentancur out. So I, I mean, obviously Antonio Conte is, is <laughs> pedigrees above, above me, but I would just like to see him mix it up. Like, what are you going to lose at this point when, you, when so- you're losing four, one to Leicester and then you're coming out and you're getting beat. So you say that Keeks. let's, let's chase the game. Could we have not come out with Richarlison up top Kane underneath him son on the left Kulisevsky on the right. So we play four up top. Then we play just Sar and skip. And then we just play, what would that be? That'd be four, five, six. Uh, then just uh, four at the back. Could we not do that instead of five at the back? Could we have done that and still played one one wing back on either side, either the left or right side, whichever side we wanted to hammer home? Couldn't we have done that? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I like, think a 
four, two, three, one could maybe be worth yeah. looking into. Um, uh, yeah. And that's kind of what I was talking about. Like, I, I don't know. I think there's ways to shake up this team and that's what I'm scared about, dude. Like, I mean, I, I don't know about top four at this point. I don't know about champions league at this point. I don't know, even know about the FA at this point. Like that's pretty much all we have going for us is those three things like top four, maybe definitely FA. We FA's in our site if we can get it. And then, Champions League, which I don't see that happening, of course, but yeah, I definitely don't see Champions League happening. Um, I mean, top four, you guys are in fifth right now, uh, with four points over Brighton. Granted, you have two matches in hand over Brighton. Um, and I mean, the table's all fucked up right now. You've got teams at 23 matches played, 22, 21, all over the table, but um. I mean, I, I think top four is still certainly yeah. within reason here. I don't think Champions League is. I do think FA Cup is. So I feel like those should be the priorities. Obviously, you want to go out and compete in Champions League. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you said, you're playing against a team, AC Milan, that's struggled a lot recently. Uh, I do think, with the exception of Kane, Son, and Kulisevsky, I think AC Milan as a full team are better than Tottenham even though they've struggled a lot, I think that they're better right now. Uh, I don't even know really what makes me say that. I, I just do think uh, that they're better. I, I think that they're set up to compete stru- in Champions League better. Way, way more structured. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it was it was in their – even their fouling. They had 17 fouls yeah. in this game, yeah. uh, 10 in the first half, and uh, six on Harry Kane. And I want to say four of those were on him making turns – and uh, I mean, they weren't going to—they weren't passing out yellow cards this game, so that—that that was going to happen the entire game. Like Harry Kane was mm-hmm. just going to get mugged, and he did the entire freaking game. And uh, when Son is not able to turn, and he's not even pulling away, he's—I mean, he's finesse. Like he is a finesse player. He is fast, and he is skilled as anyone in the world. But with that being said. He's not as fast as he was this season for any reason. I don't know why he's not as fast and he's slipping. Like he's not even, not only is he not pulling away from guys, guys are catching him and he's turning the ball over nonstop. So he's non-existent on the left side. I wouldn't be fine. I would be okay with him coming in and switching with Charleston and having Charleston come on the left side and have him just play 30 minutes. I'd be okay with that because Kulusevsky, Kulusevsky at least, battles and he battles in his own defensive end whereas son doesn't yeah. son's a flyby son just you have the ball son's gonna either nip it off you or he's gonna just go by you whereas kulisevsky mm-hmm. gonna take you out and may most likely get a yellow card yeah. and i'm yeah. okay with that i would actually be better with that yeah kulisevsky is a breath of fresh air for you guys and now i think he's, you just got to get the midfield sorted yeah. out yeah yeah, no, I get it. So with this game going on yesterday, uh, fan, true fan watching, uh, should I have only been watching this game or should I have also been uh, keeping an eye on PSG and Bayern? What do you think? Well, as someone who runs Did you watch podcast, it? Uh, you should have <laughs> probably been at least keeping an eye on both or re-watching PSG Bayern today. Okay, let's hear it. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I 
that's the shitty thing about these midweek matches and not working from home at the moment. Why can't why can't uh, they stack them? Like why? Yeah, it's tough, especially today because it was you got two Champions League matches going on at once, plus Arsenal versus City. Keeks, I don't even want to talk about it, but I think EPL trumped Champions League today. Yeah, I mean it was the biggest match of the season. Yeah, yeah. 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 And two two Champions League matches where it's like realistically you're not seeing any of these four teams that played today realistically winning the Champions League this year. No, no, yeah, I get unless that. something just unless something just like clicks with all these signings with Chelsea out of nowhere. PSG uh, Bayern they both better than City and Arsenal right now. Um. No, not not right now. No. Okay. All right. Um, maybe Arsenal right now, but not City. Uh, yeah. And we're well, we're 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 kind of getting yeah we're, we're no let, ahead let's here. yeah let's, let's just not. do Bayern PSG. Um, yeah, I mean Bayern came out three in the back. Cancelo is a right wing back, so you could see that being really like a back four with him as as a excuse me a left left he's, wing back. He's he's uh, never going back to City, is he? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> He's well, never going back. To be yeah. determined. I, they they seem to like Rico Lewis, wow. but uh, we'll see. Um, but I mean, three in the back. He was set up at left wing back. It, kind of a, a back four, I guess you could call it. But Sane was on the right side as the right wing back, so that's why I call it a, a back four because obviously Sane is not really tracking back in a, a wing back position. Um, so not a super defensive setup. Granted, Kimmich and Goretzka can get deep. They can defend. Um, but I just thought that was interesting to come out in that 3-4-2 uh, or 3-4-2-1 uh, type of setup and just not really show a lot of fear against PSG, who had the 4-4-2 with Messi and Neymar up top. Mbappe obviously coming off the bench. Uh, and I'm I'm interested to see the second leg here with Mbappe out there for all 90 minutes because I think that makes a huge difference. I've been really critical of PSG in the past, just not having you know a, a lot of grit and a lot of and I I almost even hate to say that because I don't want to be that like you know weirdo like old school English premier league pundit. That's you like, already don't are. <laughs> that's like, don't dance after you score goals. Dirt, dirt, dirt. Uh, but <laughs> dirt, like, dirt, 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 dirt. I, I just think that Bayern is built from a stronger fabric than PSG, but Mbappe is that wild card that like this kid is just the fucking truth. And I, I just think him out there for a full 90 minutes. I mean, we saw him come on as a second half sub, and he scored two goals that, you know, they got they had called offside. By, well, and the first, by I, I tiny think that margin. first, oh my god, absolutely tiny margin to the point where I was questioning the margins. Like that, yeah, no, the one of those goals, like he, yeah, I don't agree with it at all, at all. Yeah, so I mean, I think that just plays a a huge factor. Obviously, you're talking about one of the best attacking players in the world. Um, missing from the starting 11 coming on late coupled with two of the other you know best attacking players in the world with Neymar and Messi so yeah. uh I, I I thought the PSG created chances obviously we talked about the two that they had called back from offside but I don't know it, it just feels like Byron have a little bit more of that pedigree that 
that Champions League pedigree and what it takes to win in Europe. You know, I, I think that's part of why the Champions League is so special is because you see teams who maybe really take off in their domestic leagues, look at Manchester City, have dominated the Prem over the past, you know, decade, and you just don't see them quite get the job done in Europe. And it, it's just a different game. It's a little bit more direct. It's a little bit more gutsy. Uh, and and you just have to have that bite. You have to have that edge to you. And I feel like Bayern have that and PSG have lacked that for uh, you know, five Keats, plus did you Did you watch CBS Network? Because uh, Thierry Henry talked about PSG specifically and how he thought uh PSG is it's just it's a different beast compared to other other teams just because it is so head and shoulders above the other the other teams within its its league and uh he was talking about that and then he was also talking about the fact that they are uh just so I wouldn't say single minded but they're players that are focused on individuality more say than the team. Yeah. And that's something that we've harped on and, and something that I especially have, have kind of been, you know, a, a little bit of a hater admittedly toward PSG for that, because it, it does feel like a group of crazy talented individuals that haven't shown that, um, holistic approach or unselfish approach or you know again to use the word like gritty for lack of a better word or like ballsy or gutsy approach where they're willing to put everything out there to go win a champions league trophy even if it sacrifices a moment of brilliance or you know it it it, it requires a little bit of scrappy play rather than like individual brilliance or glory and I think that that's what you need from great teams, from great players. You know, you look at players who are known for their quality and their skill, and they also had that tenacity. Like Thierry Henry had tenacity. Zinedine Zidane had tenacity. Like they had the guts. They wanted to win trophies along with being the best player on the pitch. They, they, yeah. they, they, they didn't want to just stand out as an individual it didn't matter how well they played as an individual. It mattered that they were lifting the cup at the end of the tournament. So I, I feel like that's what PSG has lacked, and I've waited for them to to prove me wrong on that. I've waited for Neymar to prove me wrong on that. I thought his goal in the World Cup uh, where they got knocked out, I thought that was a piece of individual brilliance that showed balls. I thought it showed, you know, that that tenacious like desire to win and, and put yeah. his country on his on his shoulders and it was amazing and you know again i've been critical of him i've been a little bit of a hater but like i celebrated that moment i was like this is what i've been waiting for from Neymar. Yeah. and i've yet to really see that at psg and i would love to see it but until that happens i'm going to continue to doubt them in this competition because it's going to take something like that from him or from messi and I, I, I don't expect that to happen from either of them. I do expect it to maybe happen from Mbappe. Yeah. So say you're a uh, FIFA manager. Um, would you rather start Joao Cancelo or Alfonso Davies? Yeah, that was an interesting that, one. That was the that was the transition right now. So. Yeah, 
Um, I thought that was really interesting. I thought Cancelo might play on the right side with Davies on the left. And they went with Sané again, which maybe you're going to rotate that setup a little bit to just be a back four. Yeah. But um, in my mind, I mean, typically the standard has been a back four from Bayern. So that's, again, what really surprised me. I thought they showed very little fear to come out in a 3-4-2-1 against a front two of Neymar and Messi. So I, I think I would set up in just a standard back four with Cancelo on the left, uh, or Cancelo on the right and Davies on the left. Yeah. Is, is what I would do. And then Sané comes on as a sub. Uh, but yeah, they just went with Sané and then I think kind of catered to a weaker right side defensively. Um, so I guess my answer would be both standard back four and play both of them. Because, okay. you know, both of them are going to get forward. Both of them are going to create, you know, attacking opportunity. It's not like you're sacrificing anything going forward. Uh, and then I would probably play, if you have to have Sané in the lineup, I would probably play him, you know, central. Mm-hmm. But again, with that, I mean, you got Kimmich and Goretzka. That's the thing. I mean, you're, you're, you're kind of spoiled at Bayern where you've got a lot of midfield options where Sané can 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 fill in there. Musiala, you got on the bench in this match. Kimmich and Goretzka are already in there in the midfield. I guess Chupo Moting maybe is the guy that comes out or or Kingsley Coleman, but again, Kingsley Coleman's the one who scored the goal. So a lot of dogs, dude. A lot of dogs in that team. Yeah. Uh, uh, damn, they're so good. The I don't watch any Bundesliga anymore. I'm not gonna lie. I'm being honest with you guys. I maybe watch two games a month because uh, I'm fully Serie A Premier League. My, my dog's in the Serie A. That's all I care about right now. Uh, <laughs> so with that being said, Keegs, let's transition. BVB, Borussia Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened there? Anything good? Because, uh, I mean, there's some pretty stellar Chelsea shit. Ha- I wouldn't even say shit housing. Uh, it's just Chelsea... Chelsea's Chelsea right now, and they are acting like Chelsea, and I love it. But at the same time, like, what is going on? Like, Bruce Dortmund's good, but I feel like Chelsea should be should be taking them right now, shouldn't they be? Like, I don't know. What's I don't going know. On. It it just feels like a lot of moving parts from Chelsea and Grant had... Potter. Grant Potter's literally the weekend at the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> so shout out Rihanna. She was awesome this year. Loved it, by the way. Uh that's the one thing I don't appreciate about the Champions League is that there wasn't enough uh Jesus and religious commercials that the Super Bowl had. Super Bowl had what two of them? Two Jesus? Two uh, Jesus I would commercials. Ass- I would just assume more off the strength of the fact that it's it's yeah, uh, two of them. Uh, Champion Champions League did not have any. A Super Bowl had two. That's kind of upsetting. Are those opinion, the but... were those the Jesus? He's one. He's just like us, or he's one yes. of us, or something. Yeah, yeah. He's like Harry Kane. Yeah, I'm not even talking us. Kanye West. Jesus walks. No, we're talking <laughs> other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chelsea, man, they're just it's so many moving parts right now, and they're new parts. Like 
you see flashes from Mudrick when he when he gets the ball, which I, I feel like when he gets the ball, a lot of times he's deep. Um, I mean, kind of jumping ahead here on the goal that Dortmund scored from Adeyemi, he received the ball off a corner, and Mudrick, I understand, is gonna not going to be in the box defending a corner, but he's the last guy back to defend Adeyemi on, on a counterattack. And one, I don't understand that. I don't understand how you how you don't have somebody a little bit stronger in defense. He's their left midfielder. Mudrick is right, but I mean, he's their left midfielder, and in a four-two-three-one is what they played today. Um, so I mean, he's basically a winger. And so I I, I don't know. I, I'm just really surprised that there's. Oh, excuse me. Actually, Enzo Fernandez was back. Enzo Fernandez was back. So I take that back. Um, but with Mudrick, when he did receive the ball is kind of the point I'm getting at. A lot of times he was pretty deep rather than receiving the ball, like, you know, going into Dortmund's final third. Yeah. And that uh, I feel like so, he's gotten the ball in moments and shown flashes, but he he hasn't received the ball, one, I would say often enough, and two, at times he receives it too deep to really create anything. So. Being being fast as hell is awesome, but being fast as hell in your own 18 box is not cool. Being fast as hell in the other 18 box is better, right? In my opinion, right? Like, yeah, be fast, yeah. be fast in the offensive side. Same thing. Thought this, uh, dude, Chelsea was discombobulated this entire game, in my opinion. Like, they were they look good, and Joao Felix looks like he's he's a dude. Like he could play in the Premier League, in my opinion. He's going to play in the Premier League, in my opinion. But uh, they just have they have questions to be answered, and I don't know if they have the dude on the team to answer them. Like I don't know. They have a bunch of cute pieces, but nothing's piecing together right now. They need some leadership. I don't know what they need. And the guy that I would have said that would get that, they shipped to Arsenal, Jorginho. So. I don't know what's going to happen moving forward. Um, as for Dortmund, dear Lord, Dortmund looked good. They had dudes on the right side just banging. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, Brandt looked good. Bellingham, Jude Bellingham always looks good. Bellingham uh, was phenomenal. And then on the Wolf. right, on the right side, was- Maurice Wolf. That dude yeah. was eating and he's playing yeah. technically right back and he he was straight up ahead of the forwards most of the time he he was on that side uh they were so good uh that's why i kind of fell in love with the bundesliga like eight, six eight years ago is just that they play such attacking wingback style and it's so fun to watch and yeah, they were they were awesome. And uh, that one of victory at home, they deserved it. Like Chelsea went in there, gave them a fight, and it wasn't enough. Uh, do you want to describe the goal? Yeah, so it was a corner um, for Chelsea actually that they hit the post on. Uh, Dortmund cleared it out, and it just fell to Adeyemi, and he just dribbled from well within his own half to you know, Chelsea's 18 and Enzo Fernandez or uh, Enzo is, 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 you know, squaring him up pretty much the entire way. And it's just close control dribbling. 
from Adeyemi and then just, you know, uses a burst of speed to get by him, dribbles Keppa and just slots it in. Incredibly composed from, you know, the entire run all the way through their, their you know, defensive half. And a brilliant solo goal. Um, with that, you mentioned Joao Felix. I, I thought that Chelsea had opportunities. Felix had a couple. And I thought that he uh, should He had at least four. At least four. Yeah. And he, he hit the crossbar put, on one. Hit, yeah. Overcooked, overcooked a corner on another. Yeah. Yeah. And Ray, and Ray I, was all over his ass. Yeah, he was. He was. But I, with that being said, I thought he looked really, really good. He Super missed his good. chances. Obviously, you need him to take those chances. But he brought a ton going forward for them. And I thought he created more than we've seen most Chelsea players create throughout the most of the season. So that feels like a piece that is settling in pretty quickly. But it's just, I mean, you look at their team, man. Mudrik is still brand new. Reese James just got back in the lineup. Badashile is out there. Like, there's just so many pieces that aren't worked out yet. And it's really tough to go into a round of 16 Champions League match at Borussia Dortmund and have all those pieces click. And it's just like, that's the thing. You can go out and spend all this money and sign all these players, and that's great. I mean, not really. It's fucking lame, but it, it you know on paper Chelsea supporters are like oh my god cool we've signed all these players all these big name players we splashed all this money but you're doing it at a time where you're going into a round of 16 Champions League matchup at one of the toughest places to play and these players aren't just going to stick together and and immediately figure it out and so that's just this weird merry-go-round that Chelsea's on where it's like you've got you've had this crazy manager carousel and and you've 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 had these different managers bring in different players and then they don't get time to actually sort them out and so i hope they stick with graham potter for their sake so that he can figure out the players he has get rid of the players he doesn't want and then maybe they can have some sort of like normalcy or you know a a a, a standard starting 11 again like this is a another new formation that we've seen from graham potter with the four two three one. Yeah. And uh, we, we've seen like 12 different formations from him in five months, four months. And yeah. it's just nothing. There is no solidity or identity or like cohesiveness to Chelsea since he's since he's gotten in there. And I, I don't even think that that's a fault of his. Like, I, I don't even know that I can blame him for that. They're just in such a constant state of transition over the last year and a half where I don't know how anyone could really succeed in that role right now. No, and I <laughs> I don't either. I'm kind of actually on board with that. I'm okay with it. It kind of makes me happy, but uh yeah, yeah. I mean as a as a fan of a different Premier League club, of course, I love to see them struggling, but like as a neutral, you're like they've got all these incredible players. Yeah, they spend a fan. I want to see them work this shit out. Like, I want to see Mudrick go out and flex and like so get get time on the ball and cook people. You know, so that makes total sense to me, Keeks. But with that being said, Dortmund have those players. They have those players that cook on the ball, and they have those players that the other Premier League and other league clubs pay top dollars for. Borussia Dortmund have those. Karim Adeyemi 
has that. Like, that's the dude who scored the goal. It was a class goal, by the way. He didn't just pass to himself. He dipped around and just ate up that goalie. And uh, he he is German. He's Nigerian. He's more Nigerian than German. And uh, he claims in a post-game interview that it was the fufu that caused that, which is a Nigerian dish that his family makes for him. And uh, it's West African. Uh, it's boiled cassava and seasoning. And cassava, in case you're wondering, is like a yuca, which is a tropical root, which is pretty much a starch. So it's uh, minced up, and then they cook it and uh, pretty much make it edible because it's so, I want to say grainy, but it's so hard to eat so uh, raw. Yeah, yeah, so Rudy uh, raw, so they have to cook it. Uh, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a what, great that's a great little tidbit there. So uh, yeah, we'll, so we'll this is cooking co- cooking with, cooking with kegs and tubs. So that's what that was. Uh, so that's what he claims makes him fast because uh, he blew by those defenders and like blew by that goalkeeper. Uh, this dude is on the map, and he's going to be on the map for the rest of our lives. Like. Uh, do you do you know uh if he plays is is he with germany is he with nigeria do we know uh german yeah Yeah. from what i understand is that he is he is uh he is nigerian but uh he claim claims i'm saying claims but he plays for for german yes yeah that sucks dude i wish As you, we've talked about at length, I wish all the Algerian and Nigerian so with that, players with, just, just played for Algeria and Nigeria. With that always. being said, <laughs> uh, I, I'm i getting – I'm like – I'm pretty much uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi when it comes to uh, FIFA Ultimate Team. And right now I have Osimhen, and then I have a, a dude – I forget his name at uh, left midfield, but they're both Nigerian. And I'm like, where can I get this guy and put him? That's literally what I was thinking. Watch this game. I'm like, oh, another Nigerian? I want all the Nigerians in the world. It's like, get them all on my team. But then he's German and he throws off the can. Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. And it's like, it's like, dude. We got to start. Can't you be Nigerian? Like, <laughs> for me, please. For me. We got to start incorporating a little uh, ultimate team section into the pod definitely all the time i'm into it uh any other uh champions league there was a couple others but they were kind of duds in my opinion chelsea dortmund i just want to give a quick shout out emery chan uh liverpool former liverpool boy uh goal line clearance good 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 yeah Uh, liverpool yeah why not yeah yeah um other than that yeah benfica bruges uh, I did rewatch majority of this match because I, I really didn't get to watch a ton of it. Um, just because I was watching all of these at, at work while Makes sense, you know, yeah. try, trying to get some work done. But, and it's Bruges and uh, Benfica, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Bruges is definitely the odd man out. I mean, obviously, again, I mean, even Chelsea, Dortmund, I don't expect either of them to make a run. Bru- Bruges beat Tottenham, you think? Eh. No, I, I don't. I really don't. I really don't. Uh, and I mean, nothing against Bruges, but I just don't think that they would. And Benfica just felt in control. They felt comfortable. They were just a class above. Joao Mario and Rafa in the middle were pulling strings. Gonzalo Ramos and Grimaldo provided some speed on the outside. And 
Uh, 51st minute, Joao Mario converted a penalty that Gonzalo Ramos won. Uh, coming across a defender in the box, Bruges defender had his back to him, and he just got his body in the way of the ball, a 50-50 ball, and uh, the Bruges defender just caught him on the heel. Uh, and Joao Mario put it away, and Mignole couldn't save it. And then they added a second in the diamonds in the match. Uh, David Neres just picked one off Bruges' center back, tucked it in. Um, and that was pretty much it. I mean, Benfica felt – they felt like they controlled the match. They they just felt like they were the better team. They they didn't seem daunted by Bruges. They just they, felt comfortable. They honestly should be, right? Like, Benfica's <laughs> yeah. a good-ass team in Portugal. Right. Like – yeah, yeah, and and they do have that European pedigree too, where yeah. they've they've solidified themselves as a threat to pretty much anyone. You know, they can pop up and and beat teams in in Europe, and and they've continued to do so. And we've seen them get rid of players like you know Darwin and Enzo, but they continue to kind of restock, and and they've got a good mix of young talent mixed with you know more veteran players like Joao Mario uh, and, and they just seem to get the job done. So I don't seem to, I, I expect them to get past Bruges and then I, I imagine they probably won't go much further than that, but um, I, I think that they're a pretty safe bet to, to advance to the next round. Other than that, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you want to just get right into Prem. You want to tell yeah, like, not you much to talk about Arsenal Prem, City? Honestly. Uh, yeah, that's the the only game I really want to talk about. Is there anything you want to talk about over the weekend with the Prem before we? Talk I don't know. Do you want to talk uh, Tottenham? Leicester uh, City no, they got the... shit on. There's <laughs> nothing to talk about. Seriously, there's nothing to talk about. Like, they got. Yeah, shit let's on. just get in. Let's just get into Arsenal and City because we've already gone. Well, hey, no, 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 no. Sorry, 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 Keeks. Before we get into that, let's give glory where glory's due. Uh, Liverpool. Liverpool looks good, and uh, not only that, that second half, they changed the script, uh, and then they had players that I thought were injured were not injured anymore. Uh, Jota's back. I think that's huge for you guys uh, because there's a few players on your team I don't think are full 90-minute players. I think they're 45 to 85-minute players. You know what I mean? And uh, Jota is not one of those. He's a 90-minute player, and I think him being healthy is great. And then uh, uh, Fabinho coming back, I think he was great too. Yeah, I mean, Jota being back is huge. Like you said, yeah. he's he's a 120-minute he's player. It doesn't care if he's coming off of a, a bum calf. He Call is, me daddy, 120-minute. He is, uh, he's got that dog in him and yeah, it was great to see him back. It was great to see Firmino back. And I thought Stefan Bashatich played. Wait, did I say Fabinho? I did say Fabinho, didn't I? You may might have, yeah. Yeah, just the chicklets. The The chicklets. Yeah, no, it was great to see both of them back. I could hear it. I could hear a little, I don't know if you could hear mine, but. No, it was, it was great to see both of them back. Um, I think Jota's huge. I think Firmino's big as well, but I think Jota's huge to be back. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it was just a good match. Granted, we're playing against Everton, who's really, really struggled this year. Um, I but mean, it, still it, derby. Still yeah, a fucking still, derby. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. And, I mean, it just felt good to see our press back, too. 
and again, they've struggled in the back a little bit. They're sort of older in the back with Tarkovsky and, and Cody, not like being the quickest, most agile, like play with feet out of the back type center backs, but it just felt really good to see that energy. Um, if nothing else in, in, in pressing them. And I thought Darwin Nunez looked phenomenal. He had a great ball into Salah. I thought it was a really good finish from Salah as well, catching it kind of on the half volley with uh, the bottom of his boot, just a good composed finish. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like I said, Bashatic was great. He's a string bean, but he plays, he plays like he's 100 pounds heavier than he actually is strength-wise, but he's still – you know, he can get around the pitch. He's not super quick, but he can get around the pitch. He's super yeah. hardworking. Mm-hmm. I think he brings a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of energy and, and grit and, and grime to the team. I'm using the word grit too much, but. No, uh, I like that. that he, use some more synergy, actually. Use the word synergy at least three more times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> synergy, 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 synergy. Uh, but great, no, great, I, great. I, I, I think he's a ball-winning midfielder, which we need right now. Fabinho struggled. Um, he's comfortable on the ball. He can slow things down. And again, I, I, I just think Darwin looked really good. I thought he looked as confident as I've seen him in a Liverpool Dar- Jersey. Darwin, Darwin is chasing goals right now. I feel like, and, uh, they're coming like, dude, that kid, he, he has it. Like he has the foot skills. He doesn't have the necessarily shooting ability, but he has the foot skills and he has the finishing ability. Granted, he does pop a, quite a few up, but uh, I mean, it's young. Like it's young. Like he's young and he's he's still new to the prem too, and yeah. that's the thing. Like he's still, he's gonna settle yeah. in. He gets into the positions he needs to get into. I think it's just been a lack of confidence for him so far. And, yeah, and it was great to see him look confident in a match. And with that. I almost loved seeing him play like square up a, a really good ball in to the center of the, you know, 18 mm-hmm. on the break rather than score a goal, just because it, it, it showed that things are kind of clicking and he has his head up and he's aware, you know, I think that's been the biggest thing for me is just a lack of awareness, a lack of where his teammates are at at times missing passes you know, just getting used to the system, getting used to the players around him. And it yeah. felt like in that moment, he was like, like everything clicked. And he was like, all right, yeah, I know where I'm at. I know where my teammates are at. This is the ball that I need to play in. And it was a, a perfect ball. And that that felt great to see that. I, I thought he was brilliant throughout the entire match. And that was kind of the the uh the pinnacle of of the match really was that ball so so liverpool looks like they have their shit in check for the first time this entire season god save keegan i wouldn't even say that honestly (laughs) god save keegan god save keegan god save keegan uh yeah so here we are the liverpool's in what ninth or tenth place looking to challenge for the championship am i right (laughs) ninth place Uh, we've got two matches in hand on most of the teams ahead of us if not two matches at least one 
a good portion of the entire <laughs> Premier League, dude. You you are you you are you are the fish uh, sucking on the side of the, the aquarium right now. <laughs> just just enjoy yourself. What an okay. analogy. Okay, Liverpool, get get shit. All right, we uh, can move on. City City move Arsenal, on. City Arsenal. The only reason why we need to talk right now, um, City Arsenal. I mean, it was a beat down three to one, but Keeks, it wasn't really a beat down, was it? It wasn't. Or was no. it? No. Uh, so what happened is uh, KBD, Kevin De Bruyne had one of the cleanest finishes you're going to see on a mop up from uh, Tomiyasu. God bless him. Tomiyasu finally got his uh, star over Ben White and uh, just. Just he just hit that, if you're playing on the switch, he just hit that uh X button on accident. You know, he just hit that button that you didn't expect and uh it didn't the, quite hold it down long the, enough. The ball went two thirds of the way, you know what I mean? Like it's one of those passes you're like, Oh shit, not what I was expecting. But now, yeah. now I have to now I have to clean up this guy and kill him. And then you can't though because, you don't have time uh, because it's KDB because it's KDB and Oh, dude, that was a peach, right? Peach yeah. of a oh, but one of the best goals of the season, right? Would you would you say it or no? <sighs> That's a bold statement, but yeah, I mean, reaction. I mean, very reaction. Every, goal, everything. Ton of skill. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Okay, yeah. So that's all I'm saying. Uh, I mean, as of right now, Manchester City played a three-two-four-one with Silva playing at left back and. Slash center mid. Pep, Pep is Pep. Like, dude, he's 13 games into Arsenal. 12-0-1 against Arsenal. Never lost to him. Only won twice and drawn once. He has Arsenal's number. He was wearing skinny jeans and a hoodie. He literally looked like me if my wife asked me to go out to a place that was a restaurant that was like 30 to $40 a plate. That's what I would wear. You know, I'd maybe wear a button down with a hoodie on top of it. That's what Pep wore to this game. Like he was a 30 to $40 plate guy playing this. <laughs> like he was just a big D I C K. And, uh, he, I don't know. I don't know even know how to describe it. Like city played so well. Arsenal actually looked good, but, I, yeah, City has their number the last what two, uh, two and three week, two and two weeks or two and three weeks. What was when's the last time we played him in that bay? Two and three, maybe two and four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That. And it's just yeah. I mean, like you said, it's like this dude a, a few weeks ago was talking about how he doesn't care about the prem, and then next thing you know, Arsenal has a a three week run that's been the worst form of the season for them so far, which isn't saying much because they've been incredible but just like that in three weeks city it it goes from arsenal are clearly the best team in the premier league to oh here's city again top of the league arsenal's law as a law loss draw loss so they have dropped points equaled one point dropped points so they're yeah they're in a three game heater streak and uh yeah 
Yeah, and it, it just feels like Lee Dixon after the game said um, – he said after the match, he was like, once they scored, you could feel the energy just sink out of Arsenal supporters. And that's what it feels like with City. Like, Arsenal have been the best team in the league all year. In a couple weeks, just below their standard, that that super high standard that they've set, which we've grown accustomed to seeing them at, all of a sudden, City start throwing together some results, and bam, they're even with points. They're top of the league with a huge win, and you just can never count them out. And it's like, you know, as a Liverpool supporter, it's like fucking deja vu where it's like, you know, the last few seasons, like, yeah, we, we could win. We could win the Prem. We could win the Prem this year. We could win, you know, like we're going to do it. And then it's just you just can never bet against City in the class that they have. And it's – I mean, Arsenal made some mistakes. You know, Tomiyasu, the giveaway for KDB's goal. Yeah, that was, goal, that, was but... a, that was a shitty play. But at the same time, any of my right backs or right wing backs, I would be like play to the goalie. And you do. And he just – Miss hit it like yeah, he just, it is what yeah, it is. He, like, he just hit it wrong, and then KDB, you know, good Tommy finish. asked, dude, yeah, uh, class finish. Um, do you think that was a penalty for Arsenal's first? No, I don't. I don't. So I thought it was, uh, but upon further review in the Toby house, uh, I think. I think he miss swung it. I don't think he was trying to clear out a guy. But at the same time, like, I don't know, man, like you need to let the guy land before you clobber him. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, but I, I thought Ederson was was I thought that was just a continuation of him going after, like trying to make the save. I thought it was just a, a, a continuous movement. Also, when Kedia put the shot on goal, it's not like in Kedia, like took a touch and was was going to like chase that touch and then put a shot on he had already yeah, put the shot yeah. on his movement was done mm-hmm. it's not like ederson impeded him from from that next touch that would have like created a goal scoring chance or anything so i was a little bit surprised by it i didn't really think it was a pen um ultimately it really didn't matter but yeah i, I didn't think it was a pen but uh, i mean again like tomiyasu giveaway for for kdb's goal um Graylish is on a heater right now since the World Cup break, playing really well. 100 IQ IQ play by Gundawan. I Just love, love all that. That was the yeah. Oh my god! I don't did he even touch it. I don't. He he almost dummied it, but he almost touched it. I, I don't even know. He got like but a it, slight little touch yeah, on it at the end. Wor- yeah. It worked, and uh, Graylish just hit it and. I, deflection or not that ball was going to the net yeah he buried it that was that was a nice piece of finishing um but i mean that starts with a poor ball out from gabrielle he won a tackle he kind of like half-assed played a ball that was supposed to be a pass but it wasn't and you know it falls to city they play gundawan gundawan you know plays or dummies a ball to graylish and he puts it away so i mean Two mistakes out of the back from Arsenal, and you just can't do that against a team like City because they're going to punish you for it, whether it's KDB, you know, lofting one into the back of the net, first touch with his back turned to goal, or whether it's a pass into Gundogan who plays Grealish through for a, a tidy finish. And 
Yeah. Um, so that's that's it right there. And uh, Man City took the victory. And uh, right now they are equal with Arsenal 51 points after 23. Man City on 23 matches, Arsenal on 22. Uh, 51 points and Man United at 46, Newcastle at 41, and my Tottenham at number five with 39 points after not escaping the Foxes. Uh, Keegs, anything else on the Premier League you want to talk about before we just uh, get out of here? We're an hour in. What do you want to do? We can wrap it up, Tobes. I got I got nothing else. Um, quick Serie A shout out. Um, Napoli. I mean, just running away with it. Oh my God! Uh, can we start with Napoli next episode? Yeah, no, but yeah. you know what? No question. We're gonna start with Napoli next episode. Yeah. I love, yeah. freaking love it. They got Sassuolo this weekend. Um, Fri- into- Friday, actually, Friday. Yeah. 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 Friday. It's uh, a Friday two one thirty or two o'clock. I want to say, but yeah, get get it on. That's on CBS Sports Network. Yep. Which is uh, yeah, they've my got favorite. Everything. They've become my favorite CBS Sport, Sports. Easily, Network. easily. They've got yeah. great, yeah, they've got great uh, commentary pre and post match as well as, you know, in the match. So, um, Inter's got Udinese, uh, Juventus has Spezia, AC Milan's got Monza, Atalanta, Lecce, Roma, Verona. So, um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, Lecce and Roma. Drew 1-1 over the weekend. Atalanta beat Lazio. Uh, Milan beat Torino. And Napoli, you know, continued their run. 3-0 over Cremonese. Goal from Kavika. Goal from Osimhen. I mean, they're just they're just buzzing right now. Uh, goal from uh, Elif Amas, the Macedonian player who's been, in my opinion, phenomenal for them. He's just another weapon that they got that they'll bring on from the bench. I think he's got like five or six Serie A goals, but yeah, I mean they're they're fifteen points clear right now. He's they, looking like it. he's gonna be going somewhere. Like that's the kind of player he is. That's that's the thing with Napoli is like Osiman being linked all over. Like bi- huge clubs are gonna want to sign him. Huge clubs are gonna want to uh, sign huge Kavita. clubs. United, Tottenham, Liverpool. I think he actually was linked to him, but mostly United and maybe Tottenham and maybe one or two others. But still, yeah. I hope I hope none of those guys go anywhere. And with that, I hope they make a a big run in the Champions League because of that. Because I think a big run in the Champions League is gonna do more to keep those guys together than winning Serie A. Why why can't Napoli realize that their management is this good that they cannot just fight with everyone else. You know what I mean? Like, why can't they be as yeah. good as the English people in the Champions League? Like, what? why can't Napoli become the next Juventus? Like, why can't they be? I think they could. I think they could if, the, if, they, if they those have guys that stay. Ta- the, the talent is there right now, right. currently, to right. be that. Yeah. So what? what's keeping them, Keegan? What? I think it's just money man i mean when when money comes and when a big club like you is, know, that, is that italian United, money or, or is that club money no no i i think that that's just football money europe money i think yeah. that that's you know people grow up watching uh you know uh, people who aren't from italy or southern italy don't don't grow up watching napoli when they're when they're playing you know as a kid especially in this generation um 
they grew up watching Real Madrid. They grew up watching Manchester United. They grew up watching, you know, Arsenal. Yeah. Um, so I think, that, I think that that goes into it. Yeah, it is upsetting. I, I would love to see this group stay together at Napoli and win a Champions League or win two or three Scudettos in a row. Um, but, you know, I mean, that is stuff that goes into it. It's just people got one families to support money to send home to you know they've they've got boyhood clubs that that they've wanted to play for since they were kids so we'll see i would love to i've seen kavika like his agent apparently came out and was like yeah a lot of clubs have come calling but um like he's he wants to stay with napoli for the near future i hope the same with osiman i hope the same with chucky lozano um, I mean, I hope to see all those guys stay, so we'll see. Other than that, honestly, I don't really have anything other than Europa uh, tomorrow. Yeah, go ahead and run through Europa real quick, and then we'll do boost here the builders, and then get out here. Yeah, so Europa is interesting because the teams who got bounced out of Champions League now go and play against the team. So Dirty birdies. <laughs> Dirty birdies. So automatically the teams who finish top of their of the group stages in Europa move on to the next round. So this round that, that will be played tomorrow is between the second place group finishers and the people who okay. got bounced from Europa who were in third place in their or who got bounced from Champions League who are in third place of the Champions League. So third place Champions League group versus second place Europa League group stages. So we got RB Salzburg versus Roma, Barcelona versus Man United, Ajax versus Union Berlin, Donetsk versus Rennes, Sevilla PSG, Sporting Midtjylland, Juventus Nantes, and then Leverkusen Monaco. So... Obviously, what jumps off is the, the screen to me, Salzburg versus Roma, Barcelona versus United. I think Shakhtar versus Rennes could be a really good match. And then uh, Leverkusen, Monaco, I think, could be really good as well. Yeah, all, all of those are good, honestly. Yeah. And then Sevilla PSV, uh, just for my boy, Javi Simons. Yep, and just for my boy, uh, Jordan P. Fuck on uh, yeah. Union Berlin. So there we go. Yeah, versus Let's Ajax. Go. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, you got any booze? I've got nothing for booze, cheers, or belts. Okay, so I have uh, all of them, so I'm going to run through them. Uh, my boo is for uh, Manchester United polling uh, the group of men and women of their team for Mason Greenwood to be able to come back to the club. Evidently, they're doing this. They're going to pull the the audience, like a like a who wants to be a millionaire question. Pull the audience. Um, I don't. I don't agree with that. Like, dude, if you need to see, hey, so he might have uh, had a video where he did this, this, and this. Like, that doesn't sit right with me. So that's my boo. Um, it doesn't matter whether he's right or wrong. Uh, all the videos were there. So, yeah, yeah, super shitty. I didn't realize that they were doing that, which is fucking 
Yeah. Yeah, evidently they're pulling the audience. Uh, from what I've uh, understood, from uh, I don't know what. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong too, but uh, I want to say the Athletic or ESPN. One of the uh, an actual company said that. So that's my boo. Also, that 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 is just from a club standpoint. You're like, hey, we don't want to make a decision on this, so we're gonna pass this along to your colleagues. For like yeah. that's like if someone fucked up in your office, and management or like your CEO is just like. Hey, let's just pull the people who sit close to that person and see what they think. Like, exactly. no, you're fucking management. You are higher up. You make the decision. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, man. All right, continue. Sorry. Oh, uh, no, you're good, Keeks. Uh, my cheers is for USA making the World Cup. Uh, that's a thing. USA, Mexico, and Canada have all made the World Cup uh, based on. 2026 World Cup. I want to say it's 2026, but uh, based on 2026 uh, World Cup uh, FIFA things, I don't know. So, anyways, gigs, we're here. You okay with that? Yeah, I I did read a little bit about that. So, Concacaf is going to have those three automatically in, which makes uh, sense. Like, do other guys make? Do other do others make it? Like. Maybe, so yeah, uh, it's it sounds Costa like Costa Rica. Typically, there's Costa three, Rica. There's three Concacaf teams that make it, and then a fourth. Costa Rica. What about Costa Rica? No, I'm just saying Costa Rica. I love it. <laughs> that's 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 my bet. Synergy. Let me, let me have it. Uh, no. So those three will make it, and then I think typically there's like three, and then the fourth is a play-in for Concacaf. So I think that now. They're gonna do those three automatically make it, and then there I I believe, and I could be completely wrong here, but I not think not for Costa Rica. <laughs> I think there's six overall that will make it from Concacaf, which to me is way too many from Concacaf. Uh, yeah, this is gonna be the worst, the worst one ever. I'm just but saying. with that, it sounds like they're leaning towards. Um, I it it sounds like they're kind of finagling that like three nation host nation into a way to allow uh, the expansion to a 48 team yeah. world cup, which I don't feel great about. I feel like that's a cash grab. I feel like that's FIFA being greedy. I feel like that is more commercial money extended tournament. I, it, it just feels like a money thing to me rather than like an improvement of, of the game thing. Um okay. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I don't think they've fully decided on a 48 team setup, but it feels like this is the first step towards that. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Uh, also want to not apologize at all tonight for uh, the amount of Serie A talk we had tonight. Uh, yeah, we should have more. Yeah, that was a lot, but I think we were pretty subtle, I would assume. Um, my belter. Do you have a belter? Nothing. Okay, so my belter is for uh, William. You know, nice. the ex-Chelsea, ex-wherever he was. Bef- Arsenal, Chelsea. yeah. Chelsea-Arsenal, yeah. yeah. He did all Well, in money. between both, yeah. So he's at Fulham. Uh, OMG, Fulham. Uh, his belter against 94 is was just clean, crisp, and precise. 
bolter to uh, fifth degree. Perfect. Yeah, was that I'm, – I'm, I feel like I'm getting mixed up now with too many matches. Was that he cut in with the left foot, just curled one in? Yeah, he he, he did exactly <laughs> – yeah, no, he looked uh, He looked like he was a Chelsea player. And I don't even want to do that for Chelsea, did he? Like, I, I can't remember him ever having a belter like that, honestly. He would he would cut in here and there for Chelsea. He was a baller for with that. a belter like that though. That was clean and crisp. And it was nice. Collected. Yeah, that was that yeah. was prime, William. Yeah. yeah, that was nice. That was no, nice. definitely. Uh, so right. what do we have going on next week? Anything good? More Champions League um, and more Europa, and then obviously Prem as well. So we'll be back with that uh, Wednesday. And um, yeah, other than that. Uh, follow us on Brews and Belters on Instagram, Twitter, and then uh, yeah, we have some other stuff going on right now. I'm not gonna lie, Keegs is very associated with uh, what the Spanish league right now, Keegs like La Liga, me been... La Liga, a little bit of La Liga. I don't even know. And what's crazy about that is what's most upsetting is in my FIFA uh, Ultimate Team, um, it's all La Liga players right now at my, on my team. Yeah, dude, they're they're commuting on me. It's it's awful. So, <laughs> well, so yeah, we I are. haven't really watched any La Liga, but I'll have to tune in for you. Yeah, you might as well. Here Real Betis. Real Betis yeah. is my squad. <laughs> the Real Betis. All right, here Moving we go. Forward, this is a Real Betis <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All, All right. right. Cheers. Cheers.